Welcome to the Water Prairie Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Tonya Wallum. In this episode, I continue my conversation from episode 52 with Amanda Owen, the author behind the Owen the Wonderer book series and the founder of Puzzle Pieces. Amanda is on a mission to start conversations about inclusion and acceptance of individuals with disabilities through her books, and she's doing a great job at it. Let's pick up where we left off last week and learn more about Amanda's journey and the impact she's making through her work. Well, switching gears here, you have two books, three books out in the Owen the Wonderer books? How many are out now? Um, we have two books. Um, so two it's out. a series of two. Now we have okay. future books that will come. We want that to be a series. Well, it is a series because it's two already. Yeah, I say it's two. So. It's two. It, we, we can officially call it a series at two. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us a little about about who Owen is and why he's the one. And, and this is, those are listening, you can't see this written, but it's Wanderer, W-O-N-D, not W-A-N-D. So he's not out wandering around. Maybe he is, but <laughs> so tell, tell us about Owen and how he came into being. So Owen is named after, obviously, my last name. So that's the main character. A lot of all the characters in the children's book um, are, are real people in my life. Um, and oh, so... Cool. Growing up um, and being the advocate and the sister I was, what I always say, I say this all the time as an advocate, I say, um, when we know better, we do better. It's not that people intentionally are trying not to include or accept or understand. They're just too darn scared to ask the questions of the fear of doing it wrong or they don't know what they don't know. And so, you know, I was always the kid in the class, you know, that, um, people would ask. I was never offended if they asked because I wanted them to ask so I could tell them, I'll, I'll tell them how to think. <laughs> so like, I guess I still do that today. Um, but I, I wanted you, I wanted people to feel, for me to make people feel comfortable enough to, as long as you're asking in a respectful way, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Um, and so that's kind of what kind of came out of the wonder, like Owen wonders you know, why does this, you know, why, why does she have Down syndrome? You know, why does she throw a fit in class? You know, why is she nonverbal? Why, why does she use the augmentative device? I was, when I was a special education teacher, it was my first nonprofit I ever started. Um, it's actually in the second book. So the first book is about an individual with Down syndrome that's new to the class. Okay. The second book um, is centered around, her name is Carly. Um, she happens to have cerebral palsy. She's real in my life. Um, and she's the the first um, the reason for the first nonprofit I ever started. And I was a school teacher, and um, there was her name was Lauren Tucker. She's in the book as well. And Lauren was in eighth grade. I started the first um, here in my hometown. I started the first peer tutoring class. Um, I was a middle school teacher, so I started the first peer tutoring official class. Um, that people could use, like eighth, seventh and eighth grade students could use as an elective. Instead of going to PE, they could go to peer tutoring. And so they were being buddies in my classroom. And one of her names was Lauren Tucker. She was in my first peer tutoring um, uh, class. And she was with Carly, and we were watching. Uh, I did a lot of crazy things as a teacher. So we were watching <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> and we were watching um, team, team Hoyt. I don't know if you're familiar with Team Hoyt, but it was a father and son duo, and they, they um, competed in, they're since retired, but they've competed in um, Hand Cerebral Palsy. And his dad pushed him in like 5Ks and triathlons and um, Ironmans okay. and all of these things. Well, Lauren Tucker was an eighth grade student in my class. And so she, so she's watching with Carly and she turned to me and she said, I want to do this with Carly. 
and Carly was like pointing to the, the she's nonverbal and she was pointing to the, the screen and pointing to herself. I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> but what happened is Car- Lauren, she asked me when she stood after class and she said, why does Carly drool? And so I told her why she drools, like why she wears the handkerchief, why like, and the next day what I saw was, and I'm going to try not to cry, but what the next, I tell the story all the time. The next day I saw an eighth grade girl who saw Carly start to drool and took her own bare hand and wiped the drool from Carly's mouth. And in that moment, I realized that our youth, when they know better, when they know they'll do better, right? So once she could, she understood about why she did, like why she drooled her and that she can't help that, then she was able to do what she needed to do to support her friend. And so that is magical to me. Actually, Lauren is still in Carly's life. It's actually in the book. But so the children's series, in, in a long story, I think those monumental things that have happened in my life of just being the educator, being this, like, I don't think intentionally kids want, now there are some bullies, I mean, let's just be honest, but like intentionally trying to isolate or exclude, they just don't know how. And I wanted to provide a book to start the conversation of how to include, how to embrace, how to educate in a way that a, a, a kid can understand it. And here's the other cool part that the, all the books do is there's questions for the parents and teachers in the back of the book nice. that allows a parent, because I see so many times parents be like, oh, don't stare. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, don't ask me that. I don't know. You know, like we shut down because we don't know. We're awkward as, you know, I, I, because we were never told or we maybe we've never been around somebody with a disability. And so parents don't know the tools. And so then that kid is learning, oh, well, they're different than me. Oh, like, I shouldn't be talking about them. Or, oh, I shouldn't be staring. So then they naturally, subconsciously, have this fear around it because they're just because their parents telling them not to stare or we don't talk about it, we don't, I I don't know the answer to that. So the book allows that conversation to happen naturally and gives you the tools to be able to say, what would you do or how would you do? And so, like, hopefully that we're learning from our kids because they're, they're resilient. They're amazing. Kids are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was some of the proceeds, 25% of the proceeds of every book sold goes back to my nonprofit. So, yeah, nice. I get to create a, a awareness and advocacy, and we're going to continue with the series. The next one will be about autism. The next one will be about something else. So, um, nice. we've got two books out now and we're rolling with that and trying to manage. Um, but it's, it also gives like Mackenzie who happens to have down syndrome in the first book, it gave her the ability to go to the schools with me and sign the books and oh, get nice. all the attention and, and same for Carly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been a really cool, that's, that's where the book came from. That's why we do what we do. Do you use their names in the books, or are they a different yeah. name in the character? Oh, good. No, nope. good. So, so it is them. Name. Nice. It is them. And what we did with the illustrations. Um, so, one of the cool things is, is we actually sent the picture of like Mackenzie to the illustrator, and, and we worked with it. He's not from here, um, and so we worked with the illustrator of of really trying to capture the true detail behind each individual, right? And so nice. that was even more trickier, um, you know, when 
the wheelchair, for, like, let's say for Carly, and this is so important because the wheelchair is par part of Carly. Like, a person that uses a wheelchair, it's their body. It's part of them. And so, you know, when he first sketched, um, the wheelchair was like a, a, a transport wheelchair that you would see in a hospital. And I'm like, nah, oh, that's right. not her wheelchair. Like, we need to get it right, you know? Like, right. the headrest, and she has these flaps. Like, her name needs to be on it. So... Because it it's her, it's her identity. So that was, um, yeah, they're 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 them. In the right. book. I was I was I was wondering how, how how you had gotten the illustrator to to make sure it was represented right. I like that because um, because a lot of times you do see just that um, ambulatory type wheelchair that you see in the hospital when you when you go into the door of the first the front of a church or something if you're going somewhere, but that isn't what most kids are using whenever it's custom made for them. Right. Um, all right, so you talked about the the back of the book. So there's questions for educators and for parents both. Mm -hmm. Yep. And are they just like bringing and we up have conversations? Yes. Yeah, so they're like um, post questions, guided questions to kind of start that conversation with them. And we also have lesson plans that we've designed around each of the book. Well, the lesson plans haven't come out from the second book, um, but for the first book, we already have lesson plans. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we we. There's lesson plans. There's worksheets. Nice. Um, it's just to start the conversation because, again, when we know better, we do better. And so we just want families. And this is really not – that's the crazy part. This book is not a book for the special needs family. It's not. I mean, it right. can be. But it's really for – to understand – it's the and, – and I haven't seen this a lot, but, like, our book is from the perspective – of the neurotypical student individual that is trying to learn and understand has the real questions of how to navigate um, and shows him having conflict. Like for example, in the second book and without giving away too much, but I mean, I'm not giving away anything, but in the second book, it's, they're on a, a playground that's actually mirrored after Owensboro, Kentucky's playground that we're known for. They're on the playground and his friends from school comes and he's playing with Carly and they want to go down the slide. Well, obviously, the, the playground is not wheelchair accessible. Carly can't go down the slide. So he has the internal conflict of how do I include her, but I really want to go with my friends, but I don't want to hurt her feelings, so how do I include her? And so he right. works through that to figure out what that looks like. To It makes kids hopefully think there is another solution. There's a way we can include. You just got to be creative around that. Right. Um, so yeah, that it, nice. it, that's that's the books. You you had talked about how um, parents are telling kids, you know, not 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 to stare, not to ask questions. My daughter talks about that. That um, if she has her cane out, um, she'll notice that kids a lot of times are just kind of looking, and she'll see the parents pull them aside, and she's like, you know, just ask. It's <laughs> it's not it's not rude to ask a question. What's rude is to point and stare and to to walk away without ever engaging. And, um, and so, and for her, because she has low vision, she's able to see them walking away from her and <laughs> she's like, right. you know, hi, I'm over here. I can, I, I can explain it all to you, <laughs> but, um, Actually, but I, I but I do I think it's, yeah, it was say it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a case where, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a misguided, um, way of treating it where they, they, they feel like they're doing the right thing by not being rude, but it comes across the other way. hundred percent. So I, I, I cut you off when you were saying something too. Oh, no, I, I, I actually did a, uh, I think a, 
a column. I write a column, but like a column is either a column, a blog, or a podcast <laughs> episode. I don't know. They all blend together. But it was like, I welcome you to stare. Like, I will teach. This is what I want. If you're going to stare, this is what I want you to do after you yeah. start to stare. And so, because I think that we naturally, if you're talking about the disability community, we want, we don't want the stairs to be a stare of judgment. But if you're going to stare, then let it make it count. And this is what we want you right. to do with it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I kind of walk through that in some, something I do. <laughs> I like, I like, I like, I like the, the perspective of that. All right. So, so you do have a title that you're working on now, or it's the next one that you will be working on, on autism. We don't have a title. Obviously, it'll be Owen the Wonder. We don't have the title yet. Um, okay. We have some of concepts we're throwing around, but autism is going to be our most biggest challenge just because there's a wide spectrum. And yes. um, so we're trying to be very creative in one book. How do we capture that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it ought to be, we're up for the challenge, but we're just going to, we're kind of riding the wave right now and celebrating because we just came out with our second book and we're working on another project um, right now. And, I don't know when this will air, but we're announcing it March the 1st um, okay. of what that project will be, but it'll be a lot for special needs mamas. So, Oh, good. Since recording this podcast episode, Amanda has launched another project. She created a gratitude journal for moms raising children with disabilities. With the help of 30 mamas from across the country, Amanda made something that she wished her mom had 41 years ago when she discovered her brother had a rare disability. This journal is meant to not only help moms find joy in the heart, but also build a village of other moms walking similar paths. You don't have to be alone. This journal will help you connect and find gratitude in your journey raising your child. <laughs> and um, where can our listeners purchase your books? So they can go to piecesofme.org, which is my website, um, where they can access um, a lot of the things that I do um, there. So it can be there. And if they follow me on Instagram, um, which is Pieces of Me by Amanda, in the link, there's a direct link that you can buy on there as well. Okay, great, great. All right, so that's Pieces of Me by Amanda. Tell me about Puzzle Pieces. Oh, Puzzle Pieces. Um, so my elevator pitch for Puzzle Pieces, we are what started out 10 years ago to being, um, I, I just wanted a transitional place for adults and for kids after school. What my brother didn't have after he graduated high school, um, he really um, exhibited a lot of behaviors and he was missing what school brought to him, the social, like it was the mm -hmm. only, school was the only thing that was outside of my family. My family didn't know what happened at school, kind of, right? It was his thing. And so, and then I went off to college and then it was just bad for my brother. And so um, I didn't, I realized as being a middle school teacher, I start having these conversations with these parents of what does life look like after high school? And there wasn't a lot of options. Um, jobs were limited at that time. Um, you know, th th there wasn't no options. <laughs> it was jobs, you know, post-secondary education. Now that's getting a lot better with certificate programs within colleges. Like we're in a different state even now than we were 10 years ago. So I just wanted a place like a social place that, um, people like my brother that had a variety of different, different disabilities when they graduated, they had a place to like meet up and be kind of a community center and go out to lunch or go bowling or do the things that they wanted to do, but also work towards skills. So, because if they don't work for them, they'll lose it and it's not generalized. So I just kind of wanted that. Well, 
that was 10 years ago. We started off with that 32 clients. It was just going to be a social place. <laughs> that was the goal. Um, I had seven staff. And now 10 years later, we serve, I think we're up to 430 individuals that wow. we support with disabilities. Um, we have employment. We've placed 69 individuals with disabilities into the workforce. Um, nice. We have a huge division within that. Um, we do long-term living care. We have several houses. Um, we have an Owen Autism Center. It is named after me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but we uh, support our youngest is 18 months of age. Our oldest is uh, 21 in our Owen Autism Center. Um, so we do a lot of ABA therapy. We do a lot of um, summer school, after school for those just with autism. We partner with the schools. We work with the teachers and the therapists to really just be the centerpiece um, no pun intended with piece of puzzle pieces, but like the centerpiece that kind of really allows us to connect, right? Like school doesn't just have to be school. Therapy doesn't have to be therapy, but like how do we group it together to be one big picture um, right. to, to let it build on one another? So, and then, yeah, then we have day training programs. Um, I'm sure we have something else that I'm not thinking of, but um, so yeah, we now operate, uh, it's $4.6 million. Um, our vision to expand wow. in this upcoming year will probably double that. Um, I have over 100 staff. So all of wow. this, just because I had a dream of supporting and providing <laughs> opportunities for those with disabilities, has led into really um, being a trailblazer here in my community of really looking at the unique services um it doesn't have to be we should have a buffet right like it shouldn't we're not a fit for everybody i'm not saying everybody with a disability in Owensboro comes to us like we try to work ourselves out of a job but it should be a person with a disability just like there's 20 different gyms out there probably in one hometown right like right. there's in, in a, a way like in a 20 mile radius there's probably 20 gyms because every gym has something to offer that maybe builds their community or that they like about that environment versus another we have the opportunity right. to have a lot of different buffet of opportunities to select people with disabilities do not so that's what we try to do is provide an opportunity of array of things that it, it's not cookie cutter and it's we're not providing a service that they have to come to us and fit into that service. Our service and our supports really fit into their lifestyle. If our listeners have any questions after listening to this, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, you can, again, uh, track me on to our website, which is piecesofme.org. That's like my personal platform, um, which would be directly towards me and all of the other things that I do. Now there is, if you're interested in learning more about puzzle pieces, we do have a website as well. It's puzzle-pieces.org. Um, maybe one day I do plan to franchise that and maybe it'll be in a town near you. Oh, cool. um, so we do have Facebook page and an Instagram page for Puzzle Pieces, um, Puzzle, Puzzle Pieces Kentucky, KY. Um, and then the best platform for me that I typically stay on and, and um, you know, build a community around its Instagram. And that is pieces of me by Amanda. And yeah, I'm always there. So excellent. Excellent. And she, she, she has some, some really interesting stuff that, that she's posting on on Instagram. Um, so Amanda, thank you for taking some time to go through all these variety of questions here with us today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and hearing a lot about what you, what you're doing here. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I appreciate your time.
This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast created to encourage and support parents of special needs children. If you found value in this episode, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more listeners. I'm glad you were able to join us today and hope to see you back next week for another episode of the Water Prairie Chronicles.